Solomon's wealth, wisdom, and influence expand, and with peace on every side, he begins the construction of the temple. It's 1 Kings chapters 4 through 6 and Psalms 88 through 89, here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. As always, the Lord God makes good on his promises, and Solomon flourishes under the Lord's lavish provision. Blessed with peace on every side and abundant wealth, Solomon does not kick back and take it easy. Instead, he sets his mind on things above and gets to work. Knowing that the Lord had promised David a son who would come from his family and would establish God's house forever, Solomon designs a center of worship for God that reflects the plans for the original tabernacle. In work, wealth, and worship, Solomon is a foreshadow of the future son of David who would establish a greater kingdom where God is worshipped by the nations. 1 Kings chapters 4 through 6 King Solomon reigned over all Israel, and these were his officials. Azariah son of Zadok, priest. Elohoreph and Ahijah the sons of Shisha, secretaries. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahulud, court historian. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, in charge of the army. Zadok and Abiathar, priests. Azariah, son of Nathan, in charge of the deputies. Zabad, son of Nathan, a priest and advisor to the king. Ahishar, in charge of the palace. And Adoniram, son of Abda, in charge of forced labor. Solomon had twelve deputies for all Israel. They provided food for the king and his household. Each one made provision for one month out of the year. These were their names. Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim, Ben-Decker in Mekaz, Shalbim, Beth Shemesh, and Elon Beth Hanan. Ben-Hesed in Aruboth. He had Soko and the whole land of Hefer. Ben Abinadab, in all Napheth door, Tapheth daughter of Solomon was his wife, Bena son of Ahulud, in Tanak, Megiddo, and all Bethshean, which is beside Zarethan below Jezreel, from Bethshean to Abel Mahola, as far as the other side of Jokmium. Ben Geber, in Ramoth Gilead, he had the villages of Jair son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, and he had the region of Argob, which is in Bashan, sixty great cities with walls and bronze bars. Ahinadab, son of Iddo, in Mahanaim. Ahimez, in Naphtali. He also had married a daughter of Solomon, Basemoth. Bena, son of Hushai, in Asher and Bealoth. Jehoshaphat, son of Perua, in Issachar. Shimei, son of Elah, in Benjamin. Geber, son of Uri, in the land of Gilead the country of King Sihon of the Amorites and of King Og of Bashan. There was one deputy in the land of Judah. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea. They were eating, drinking, and rejoicing. Solomon ruled all the kingdom from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines and as far as the border of Egypt. They offered tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provisions for one day were 180 bushels of fine flour 
and 360 bushels of meal, 10 fattened cattle, 20 range cattle, and 100 sheep and goats, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and pin-fed poultry. For he had dominion over everything west of the Euphrates from Tifsa to Gaza, and over all the kings west of the Euphrates. He had peace on all his surrounding borders. Throughout Solomon's reign, Judah and Israel lived in safety from Dan to Beersheba, each person under his own vine and his own fig tree. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. Each of those deputies for a month in turn provided food for King Solomon and for everyone who came to King Solomon's table. They neglected nothing. Each man brought the barley and the straw for the chariot teams and the other horses to the required place according to his assignment. God gave Solomon wisdom, very great insight, and understanding as vast as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the east, greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone wiser than Ethan the Ezraite, and Heman, Calcol, and Darda, sons of Mahol. His reputation extended to all the surrounding nations. Solomon spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. He spoke about trees from the cedar in Lebanon to the hyssop growing out of the wall. He also spoke about animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. Emissaries of all peoples, sent by every king on earth who had heard of his wisdom, came to listen to Solomon's wisdom. King Hiram of Tyre sent his emissaries to Solomon when he heard that he had been anointed king in his father's place, for Hiram had always been friends with David. Solomon sent this message to Hiram. You know that my father David was not able to build a temple for the name of the Lord his God. This was because of the warfare all around him, until the Lord put his enemies under his feet. The Lord my God has now given me rest on every side. There is no enemy or misfortune. So I plan to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God, according to what the Lord promised my father David. I will put your son on your throne in your place, and he will build the temple for my name. Therefore command that cedars from Lebanon be cut down for me. My servants will be with your servants, and I will pay your servants' wages according to whatever you say. For you know that not a man among us knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. When Hiram heard Solomon's words, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord today. He has given David a wise son to be over this great people. Then Hiram sent a reply to Solomon, saying, I have heard your message. I will do everything you want regarding the cedar and cypress timber. My servants will bring the logs down from Lebanon to the sea, and I will make them into rafts to go by sea to the place you indicate. 
I will break them apart there, and you can take them away. You then can meet my needs by providing my household with food. So Hiram provided Solomon with all the cedar and cypress timber he wanted, and Solomon provided Hiram with 100,000 bushels of wheat as food for his household and 120,000 gallons of oil from crushed olives. Solomon did this for Hiram year after year. The Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he had promised him. There was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty. Then King Solomon drafted forced laborers from all Israel. The labor force numbered 30,000 men. He sent 10,000 to Lebanon each month in shifts. One month they were in Lebanon, two months they were at home. Adoniram was in charge of the forced labor. Solomon had 20,000 porters and 80,000 stonecutters in the mountains, not including his 3,300 deputies in charge of the work. They supervised the people doing the work. The king commanded them to quarry large, costly stones to lay the foundation of the temple with dressed stones. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders, along with the Gebelites, quarried the stone and prepared the timber and stone for the temple's construction. Solomon began to build the temple for the Lord in the 480th year after the Israelites came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of his reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month. The temple that King Solomon built for the Lord was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high. The portico in front of the temple sanctuary was 30 feet long, extending across the temple's width, and 15 feet deep in front of the temple. He also made windows with beveled frames for the temple. He then built a chambered structure along the temple wall, encircling the walls of the temple, that is, the sanctuary and the inner sanctuary. And he made side chambers all around. The lowest chamber was seven and a half feet wide, the middle was nine feet wide, and the third was ten and a half feet wide. He also provided offset ledges for the temple all around the outside so that nothing would be inserted into the temple walls. The temple's construction used finished stones cut at the quarry so that no hammer, 
chisel, or any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. The door for the lowest side chamber was on the right side of the temple. They went up a stairway to the middle chamber, and from the middle to the third. When he finished building the temple, he paneled it with boards and planks of cedar. He built the chambers along the entire temple, joined to the temple with cedar beams. Each story was seven and a half feet high. The word of the Lord came to Solomon. As for this temple you are building, if you walk in my statutes, observe my ordinances, and keep all my commands by walking in them, I will fulfill my promise to you, which I made to your father David. I will dwell among the Israelites and not abandon my people Israel. When Solomon finished building the temple, he paneled the interior temple walls with cedar boards. From the temple floor to the surface of the ceiling, he overlaid the interior with wood. He also overlaid the floor with cypress boards. Then he lined 30 feet of the rear of the temple with cedar boards from the floor to the surface of the ceiling, and he built the interior as an inner sanctuary, the most holy place. The temple, that is the sanctuary in front of the most holy place, was 60 feet long. The cedar paneling inside the temple was carved with ornamental gourds and flower blossoms. Everything was cedar. Not a stone could be seen. He prepared the inner sanctuary inside the temple to put the Ark of the Lord's Covenant there. The interior of the sanctuary was 30 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 30 feet high. He overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid the cedar altar. Next, Solomon overlaid the interior of the temple with pure gold, and he hung gold chains across the front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. So he added the gold overlay to the entire temple until everything was completely finished, including the entire altar that belongs to the inner sanctuary. In the inner sanctuary, he made two cherubim 15 feet high out of olive wood. One wing of the first cherub was seven and a half feet long, and the other wing was seven and a half feet long. The wingspan was 15 feet from tip to tip. The second cherub also was 15 feet. Both cherubim had the same size and shape. The first cherub's height was 15 feet, and so was the second cherub's. Then he put the cherubim inside the inner temple. Since their wings were spread out, the first one's wing touched one wall, while the second cherub's wing touched the other wall. And in the middle of the temple, their wings were touching wing to wing. He also overlaid the cherubim with gold. He carved all the surrounding temple walls with carved engravings, cherubim, palm trees, and flower blossoms, in the inner and outer sanctuaries. He overlaid the temple floor with gold in both the inner and the outer sanctuaries. For the entrance of the inner sanctuary, he made olive wood doors. The pillars of the doorposts were five-sided. 
The two doors were made of olive wood. He carved cherubim, palm trees, and flower blossoms on them and overlaid them with gold, hammering gold over the cherubim and palm trees. In the same way, he made four-sided olive wood doorposts for the sanctuary entrance. The two doors were made of cypress wood. The first door had two folding sides, and the second door had two folding panels. He carved cherubim, palm trees, and flower blossoms on them, and overlaid them with gold applied evenly over the carving. He built the inner courtyard with three rows of dressed stone and a row of trimmed cedar beams. The foundation of the Lord's temple was laid in Solomon's fourth year in the month of Ziv. In his eleventh year in the month of Bull, which is the eighth month, the temple was completed in every detail and according to every specification. So he built it in seven years. Psalm 88 Lord God of my salvation, I cry out before you day and night. May my prayer reach your presence. Listen to my cry. For I have had enough troubles, and my life is near Sheol. I am counted among those going down to the pit. I am like a man without strength, abandoned among the dead. I am like the slain, lying in the grave, whom you no longer remember, and who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest part of the pit, in the darkest places, in the depths. Your wrath weighs heavily on me, and you have overwhelmed me with all your waves. You have distanced my friends from me. You have made me repulsive to them. I am shut in and cannot go out. My eyes are worn out from crying. Lord, I cry out to you all day long. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work Wonders for the dead? Do departed spirits rise up to praise you? Will your faithful love be declared in the grave, your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be known in the darkness, or your righteousness in the land of oblivion? But I call to you for help, Lord. In the morning my prayer meets you. Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you hide your face from me? From my youth I have been suffering and near death. I suffer your horrors. I am desperate. Your wrath sweeps over me. Your terrors destroy me. They surround me like water all day long. They close in on me from every side. You have distanced loved one and neighbor from me. Darkness is my only friend. Psalm 89 I will sing about the Lord's faithful love forever. I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations with my mouth. For I will declare, Faithful love is built up forever. You establish your faithfulness in the heavens. 
the Lord said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn an oath to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build up your throne for all generations. Lord, the heavens praise your wonders, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? God is greatly feared in the council of the holy ones, more awe-inspiring than all who surround him. Lord God of armies, who is strong like you, Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging sea. When its waves surge, you still them. You crushed Rahab like one who is slain. You scattered your enemies with your powerful arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and everything in it, you founded them. North and south, you created them. Tabor and Hermon, shout for joy at your name. You have a mighty arm. Your hand is powerful. Your right hand is lifted high. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Faithful love and truth go before you. Happy are the people who know the joyful shout. Lord, they walk in the light from your face. They rejoice in your name all day long, and they are exalted by your righteousness. For you are their magnificent strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. Surely our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. You once spoke in a vision to your faithful ones and said, I have granted help to a warrior. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant. I have anointed him with my sacred oil. My hand will always be with him, and my arm will strengthen him. The enemy will not oppress him. The wicked will not afflict him. I will crush his foes before him and strike those who hate him. My faithfulness and love will be with him, and through my name his horn will be exalted. I will extend his power to the sea and his right hand to the rivers. He will call to me, You are my Father, my God, the rock of my salvation. I will also make him my firstborn, greatest of the kings of the earth. I will always preserve my faithful love before him, and my covenant with him will endure. I will establish his line forever, his throne as long as heaven lasts. If his sons abandon my instruction and do not live by my ordinances, if they dishonor my statutes and do not keep my commands, then I will call their rebellion to account with the rod, their iniquity with blows. But I will not withdraw my faithful love from him or betray my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or change what my lips have said. Once and for all I have sworn an oath by my holiness. I will not lie to David. 
His offspring will continue forever, his throne like the sun before me, like the moon established forever, a faithful witness in the sky. But you have spurned and rejected him. You have become enraged with your anointed. You have repudiated the covenant with your servant. You have completely dishonored his crown. You have broken down all his walls. You have reduced his fortified cities to ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become an object of ridicule to his neighbors. You have lifted high the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back his sharp sword and have not let him stand in battle. You have made his splendor cease and have overturned his throne. You have shortened the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, Lord? Will you hide forever? Will your anger keep burning like fire? Remember how short my life is. Have you created everyone for nothing? What courageous person can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the power of Sheol? Lord, where are the former acts of your faithful love that you swore to David in your faithfulness? Remember, Lord, the ridicule against your servants. In my heart, I carry abuse from all the peoples. How your enemies have ridiculed, Lord. How they have ridiculed every step of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. One of the main reasons I've created this podcast is so that we can dwell on that which is most true, most just, most pure, and most lovely. That is, of course, the Word of God. Tell someone else about Commuter Bible, and let's get more people in God's Word. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Ron, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.